welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Beth. And today we're going to continue our teaching on how to effectively pray for more money. Mm. Hallelujah. Now, before we get in and finish it, we're going to do a brief review. There are times in our lives when we just need more money. I'm not being, as I said yesterday, prophetic, presumptuous, or provocative. Sometimes we just need more money. So we're going to share with you seven keys on how to pray for more money. First, a brief review. Number one, be in right standing with God. Some of God's children want to be in His presence without spending the time necessary to develop an intimacy with Him. Some of God's children want to be successful in life without having meditated on His Word day and night. Some of God's children want to be blessed financially without having activated the laws of seed time and harvest. These are people who want the prosperity of God without having the relationship it just doesn't work that way. Fortunately, God keeps his own books. We have a personal relationship with him. We have to have it and an insatiable desire to spend time in his presence. Proverbs 8.32, 8.32, Message Bible. Bless the man, bless the woman who listens to me awake and ready for me each morning. Alert and responsive as I start my day's work. When you find me, you will find life, real life, to say nothing of God's good pleasure. I think basically what you're saying really in number one in a, in a nutshell is that we need to be aware of his presence all the time. Amen. It's not a matter of you're praying under your breath when you're trying to sell somebody insurance. But, <laughs> but the point is, is we put the kingdom of God first. first. Number two, the authority of our prayer requests must be God's word. Our prayer requests must fulfill the clear will of God. In praying for money, we need to understand how God views money. First, God promised we could have it. Deuteronomy 8.18, that is your key. He, he, I mean, that is your t key, Deuteronomy 8.18. Second, God wants us to know where the money is coming from. Three guesses. Ecclesiastes 5.19. Read Ecclesiastes 5.19 if you missed yesterday or need a review. Third, God blesses us so we can be a blessing to others. 2 Corinthians 9, 10 through 11. 2 Corinthians 9, 10 through 11, we like the New Living Translation. Fourth, our success gives God pleasure. He takes pleasure in the yes, he does. prosperity of a servant. Psalm 35, 27. 35, 27. Fifth, God wants us to prosper in every way. 1 Kings 2, verse 3. Love that scripture. First Kings 2, verse 3. We, we read it from the classic Amplified. Six, God blesses us so we can bless others. And that's a kind of a different take, but it's Acts 3.25. Acts 3.25. And seventh, God even tells us how to become prosperous. Joshua 1.8. <clears throat> Joshua 1, verse 8. Number three, there must be no unforgiveness in our hearts. There is one thing that can hinder your financial seeds from generating a proper harvest. 
Matthew 5, 23 and 24. Matthew 5, 23, 24, Message Bible. This is how I want you to conduct yourself in these matters. If you enter a place of worship and about to make an offering, you suddenly remember a grudge a friend has against you. Abandon your offering. Leave immediately. Go to this friend and make things right. Then, and only then, come back and work things out with God. Our offering will be hindered if there is offense in our hearts. It's so important that the scripture says to drop everything and deal with it immediately. Now, here's an absolute fact. No matter how much you need or want money in your life, if you have unforgiveness, not going to happen. Three steps. Repent, forgive, receive. Number four, we must follow scriptural principles in seeking more money. Isaiah 1, 16 and 17. Isaiah 1, 16 and 17 in the Classic Amplified says, Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do right. Seek justice, relieve the oppressed, and correct the oppressor. Defend the fatherless, <clears throat> plead for the widow. In this passage, the scripture tells us seven things that make a proper financial, well, rule of thumb. Absolutely. First, wash ourselves inside and out. Wash ourselves on the, yeah, inside and out. Meaning when you put it on the inside, it's coming out in actions, right? Second, right. stop looking at evil. Don't If you say bye to evil, don't keep in touch. Third, stop doing evil. That would be part of that. Fourth, learn to do right. Fifth, bring relief to those who are oppressed. Sixth, care for the orphans. Seventh, help the widows. Isaiah 1, 16 through 19 gives us a great passage of scripture. Well, especially in the Living Bible. But anyway, that's where we left off yesterday. And today, we've got number five for my sweet husband. Let me just say this. If you want to shout, mm. read Isaiah 1, 16 through 19 in the Living Bible. Yeah, that's good. Glory to God. Number five, we must not limit God's ways of providing. If we've ever spent or spend one moment wondering and even worrying how God will get money to us, frankly, we're wasting our time. God has a benefit and blessing delivery system designed for every person who draws a breath on planet Earth. He desires for us to be rich. That's why he gave us the power to get wealth. As it says in Deuteronomy 8.18, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to his fathers, as it is this day. That same scripture, 8.18, New Living Translation. He is the one who gives you power to be successful. Deuteronomy 8.18, this time in the Living Bible. Always remember that it is the Lord your God who gives you the power to become rich. And also get a hold of the Message Bible version of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 8.18. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength to produce all this wealth. Wow. Make no mistake. Your enemy wants you broke, busted, and disgusted. But God does not. He does not. He wants each of us to be prosperous 
and not worrying about money. That's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, over the years, I've, I've been in a, a lot of different bank vaults. Um, and uh, Like Wachovia's Bank and Trust, Southern Bank and Trust, First Union Bank and Trust. There are a lot of banks and trust. They like to say trust. North Carolina National Bank and Trust, Bank of America, South Trust Bank, and Wells Fargo. Bank I'm sure all these bank vaults contain millions and millions of dollars. But none of them can compare with the Bank of Heaven, yep. which our Heavenly Father wants to open up to us. You never have to wonder, Lord, are you going to give this money to me? He's God. He can get it to you, however he chooses, using whatever he chooses, but whatever method he chooses. Think about that. How has he gotten money to you before? Things like promotions at work, increased sales, unexpected inheritances, large commissions, better opportunities, increased value of real estate, rising gold and silver prices. Listen, you need to stop trying to figure out how God will get money to you. Just start accepting the fact that he will and begin expecting it today. Mm -mm. Number six, if we give money, we should be expecting money in return because the skip scripture is clear that we reap what we sow. We've been over this a number of times. Galatians 6, 7. 6, 7, classic amplified. Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God will not allow himself to be sneered at, scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions or professions or by his precepts being set aside. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God for whatever a man sows, now listen, that and that only is what he will reap. Hallelujah. That's the truth. If we sow apple seeds, we're going to reap apples. If we sow love, we're going to reap love. If we sow kindness, we're going to reap kindness. If we sow money, we are going to reap a financial harvest. Everything you sow reproduces after its own kind. That's what it says in Genesis 1.12. Genesis 1.12 says, And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. God saw that everything reproducing after its own kind is good. That's how come he made it. He saw that sowing and reaping was good because he is the one who came up with it. Genesis 8.22, I love this, classic amplified, says, While the earth remains, Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Simply said, you believe in all the rest of those, you need to believe that when you sow, you're going to reap. Absolutely. Because the Bible is clear. Yes, it is. So if you're sowing groceries, you reap groceries. If you sow money, you're going to reap money. That is not hard to understand. Number seven, we must, we must not doubt. That's right. Or we will do without. Think of that. One of the enemy's greatest weapons is to create doubt in the minds about the, our minds about the promises of God. Doubting? Well, it's not of God. Mark 11, 23, 11, 23 says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, 
but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Let's look at that verse that you know again, because if you have if you if you have any doubt in your heart, you can have. If you don't have, let me say it the positive way. There you go. If you don't have doubt in your heart, you can have whatever you say. Ever if you do have doubt in your heart, you'll never possess what you say or do. It's just not likely. Not it. James one verses five through seven. One five through seven offers five amazing points when it says one. You need wisdom, ask him. He'll give it to you. Number two, ask in faith. Number three, don't doubt. Number four, doubters are unstable. Number five, doubters will never receive anything from God. James 1, 7 in the New Living Translation says it this way. Such people, doubters, should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're praying for money, you do well to focus yep. on these seven keys. That's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trail. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.